Bad Batch, Barely Bumps Spy, Wacky Wednesdays with What If, ScarJo Sues, and more Trailer Tracker. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What's up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And uh, we got a little, I don't want to say like a lot to talk about this week, but like we got a good amount to talk about. Um, if you're new here, please make sure that wherever you're listening to on, you go and subscribe or follow or whatever it's called. I don't know uh, what the cool kids call it anymore. But like, if, you, if you're into this content. Download. Download. <laughs> that works too, I guess. Um, yeah, that works. Uh I don't know. Anyways, I'm old, apparently. Yes. Uh, so this week, we're going to be uh, discussing Bad Batch. Uh, God. Uh, what if uh, the Eternals trailer? And then, I don't know, maybe a couple of things. I know that Scar Joe, uh, Scar Joe is... There's some mm. controversy there, yeah. Which, by the way, if you don't know, that's the cool kid's name for Scarlett Johansson, the greatest actress the world has ever seen. Yes, she truly... I mean, <laughs> she goes... She can take any role, and she does. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fucked up, isn't it? Um, we love you. It's no shade. It's just kind of the truth. Um, and while we love you, Disney does not right now. And we'll, we're, we're going to get no. into that one in a, bit, in a little bit. I think we should start off with Bad Batch because that's the most recent thing to have ended. I mean, right after that, we're going to go into What If because that's the most recent thing to have started. It's true. We all know how I personally feel about Bad Batch. Um, I want to say we know pretty well how Ida feels about Bad Batch as well. Would you say mm-hmm. that? Yes, uh, I definitely have not hidden my opinions, but I do. I do take back a little bit of them. It's actually gotten to the point that like people that I've suggested it to at the store that I work at, uh, they've come back into the store and been like, "Listen, I really like your podcast, but um, I don't appreciate your opinions on Bad Batch," which is, <laughs> is totally acceptable. Don't get me wrong; I'm not out here trying to make fun of you guys or anything like that. But like, I, I couldn't stand the show. I mostly don't like it, but. I am going to sort of take back what I said about the show because these last few episodes were really like spot on for me. Yeah. I feel like especially towards the later end of the season was when things did kind of pick up where it was like, okay, I'm a little bit more intrigued. I'm a little bit more with it. And I believe we mentioned it. You did in the last episode that we released that, you know, the first season can always be a little rough. And boy, was this one rough. It was a little more rough for us than maybe others. But again, it wasn't our show to start off with. So I'm perfectly okay with that. But yeah, I think it really hit its stride in particularly the last three episodes. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I mean, we're going to talk about those episodes right now. But I really feel like it's only up from here for this show. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, actually, I will say excited to see what happens in the second season. Yeah, I am too. Um, so in the last episode that we were on for uh, Geekly Bi-Weekly, we talked, <laughs> you remember how I missed a whole episode on accident? <laughs> yeah, well, that was better than me who missed both. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, it could be worse, I guess. Could be. Um, I could um, be you in this situation. Exactly. I don't mean in general because that sounds rude. I, oh, God. But not wrong. <laughs> hey, okay, calm down. Um, we we got to discuss the uh, season finale and, like, the one that led up to it. Well, not the one that led up to it because the one that led up to it was where Hunter gets uh, his shit rocked and then he gets, uh, I almost said stolen, but. Um, Captured. Yeah, that's a much better word because he wasn't stolen. Oh, excuse me. I mean, he was stealing my heart. Okay. <laughs> Matt, just end the show there, please. I want to go home now. 
Okay, so I know I'm kind of fumbling with my words over here. It's because uh, I'm a little more tired than I thought I would. Uh, it's all right. We're recording at a different time than we normally do, this so is bear true. with us. It's kind of crazy. You Look at us babes. recording yeah. on a, a, fr- a Friday mm-hmm. as opposed to a Sunday, which means I could stay out later with my homies after work on Saturday, which I'm actually really going to enjoy. Um, yeah. I don't drink, but I'm going to get so chocolate wasted. <laughs> we were talking about Star Wars, weren't we? Hey. Yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this, this episode, this episode, this episode, or these past two episodes, uh, which we're talking about return to Camino and the season finale Camino lost, which I guess is like a play on words for the what movie or whatever media was, uh, paradise lost. Is that like a book? I, maybe I honestly am not too familiar with the content. So God, I feel like uncultured swine right now. I mean, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, you are a wonderful human okay, being, and I'm yeah, so thankful yeah, okay, that you have me save. as a host on your podcast. Yeah, good save. Whatever. You're lucky I don't replace your ass with that robot that you were talking about earlier that you read on IGN. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, quick sidebar before we get back into Star Wars. What is with the humanoid Tesla bots? No, I'm not down. <laughs> you know how badly this is going to go. See, Anyways. You said uh, you said sidebar before we get in uh, back into Star Wars. Uh, we had to have gotten into it first. Uh, look at us. Lollygagging. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. Matt's going to put one of those tiny little air horns in again. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. kill me every time. <laughs> they get me every time. Um, uh, <laughs> this podcast is a mess today. Um <laughs> So, Thank you, Matt, uh, for putting up with us. <laughs> yes, and everyone else that listens to us, too. So check yes, it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, Return to Camino. Uh, we see the group, minus um, Hunter, uh, heading back mm-hmm. to Camino where they were created with Omega to save Hunter, who is uh, being or currently being held captive by Crosshair. Yes. In that episode, the whole group gets in there, and I don't want to say they like get captured by Crosshair, but like they, uh, we run into him. Mm-hmm. And not only on all of Camino, we see that the clone troopers are gone and have been replaced with uh, TK troopers. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so you know, um, for those that don't know, in the Star Wars universe, the stormtroopers weren't always just recruited people. They were always, or they used to be clones, which were the CTs. Yes. And now they're uh, TKs, which I don't know what those stand for. I mean, CT is for clone trooper, but TK, I'm not sure which one that is. Tactile killer. Seriously? I just came up with Oh, that. No. dude, I, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised. Oh, man. Uh, and I was mostly surprised because those guys can't hit anything. It's so bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, I don't know what they what uh, TK means, but when they got to Camino, they saw that all of the clone troopers had been replaced with the uh, new recruited uh, TK troopers, and they're like, what the hell is going on here? They're trying to figure out where Hunter's at and all that fun stuff. Um, Correct. And they end up uh, confronting Crosshair and talking to him about, like, what's going on and, like, listen, man, you're only doing this because of the inhibitor chip. Like, if you if you let us take it out, well, we can we can be friends again and we can do this all over again. We can again. be back we can be together. And Until fucking like, Crosshair. Oh, my fuck God. Fuck y'all. Already took it out, bitch. This motherfucker <laughs> is out here like, I don't even have it in my head anymore. Which explains yeah. the giant weirdo scar that he's got on the side of his head. But also, like, dude, at this point, you're just being a dick. Yeah, you're being a dick to be a dick. Like, what the fuck? 
And then he was like, I didn't get a choice. So why should I give you guys a choice? Blah, 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 blah. Um, That is my spot on impression of Crosshair. It was actually spot on. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud of it. Um, Listen, I was really hoping for a redemption arc for Crosshair, but he's just a dick. Mm -hmm. He's just a dick. Yeah. No, there is no reason for him to be a dick other than to just be the dick that he is. Exactly. Boy, howdy. He could have easily occupied the entire beach of dicks that Peacemaker has (laughs) You're not wrong about that. And I love it. Um, I would actually, I would not pay to see that. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> he, uh, God, Crosshair. There, there was a couple parts in it where Crosshair was like needlessly mean to Omega uh-huh. to the point where he was like telling her like, you may have been made like us, but you're not one of them. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I fucking hate the kid too, but that was a little rude. <laughs> like you're telling that to a child. A child who, who also... May be able to kind of fuck you up. We don't know yet. But is also older than you somehow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into the dynamics. Of yeah, it. I don't want to get into the, the timeline of all that nonsense. <laughs> that sounds uh, terrible. And anyways, uh, the, end, uh, the episode uh, Return to Camino ends with them uh, being fired upon by the new Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and them just completely seeking Camino, uh, which it turns yeah. into a escape mission, I guess. For them to get back to the uh, pad where the um, the ship that the batch and Omega came in on and like you know escape escape <laughs> yeah you know the the E word escape <laughs> okay and, Dory calm the fuck down <laughs> and they uh, they end up having to go like through an underwater tube and all that fun stuff and if it, it felt like a couple of them might not have made it out at a couple points yeah I which did. is what I was looking for in this series because I wanted to see it have some kind of actual danger to it. Yeah. Some real tension. You want a a good mixture of like game of Thrones where they just kill everyone and like a show that doesn't. Yeah. Um, Like, like, like you said, like a good mixture of game of Thrones and star Wars just without the sibling fucking going on. (laughs) Um, I, 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 I do as much as I didn't like what the show did. I'm also jumping the gun on this one, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Uh, I have to, like, give a round of applause to the the people that worked on it, the, especially the voice actors, because they killed it. D. Bradley Baker is incredible, and no matter what he does, I love him so much. Oh, yeah. So fantastic. They really did a great job. And as well, like, everybody who was involved in the project, fantastic job. You all worked real fucking hard on this. Um so round of applause for you. I think they did a great job. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, oh God, I'm, uh, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, but because of the way that it ended, I am excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I am too. Again, we, I know you touched on it last episode. I touched on it earlier in this episode. Like it picked up. The first season can always be a little bit slow. There were points where I definitely felt it was slow. I wasn't super invested, kind of zoned out a bit. But I'm pretty stoked for the next season. I think it'll be really cool to see. And I do like that you got a little bit, uh, jumping kind of more to the end of the episode, a little bit of a redemption arc for Crosshair at the end. <laughs> like Just like a super tiny one, though. So jumping to the end of the episode, obviously they make it out alive and um, they have to go back and, like, save some robot that Omega was, like... AZI-3. 
Easy I three, yes, voiced by Ben Diskin. Wrong. D- D- Diskin, yeah, Diskin. Easy one three is voiced by Scott Diskin, who, uh, looking at it now, uh, was in the twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one short series or short TV series uh, Muppet Babies. What? And he voiced uh, Gonzo and Rizzo. Okay. He was also in Kingdom Hearts three D, uh, Dream something or other, voicing young Z. Zian, Z, oh God! What is up with this fucking game? Right. With the worst names ever. Anyways, he was in there. Oh, you know that show, uh, Agre Agresuko? Mm-hmm. He was in that show as well, apparently. Oh, huh. okay, interesting. So hey, he's been in a lot of stuff, um, and I, I really liked him as Easy One Three. I, I, I was kind of, I'm not gonna like say I was like, oh no, no, happen, no, let that happen, but like. When he lost power and was like getting ready to fall off and die and shit, I was like, "Damn!" Oh, like damn. Okay, they're really gonna kill someone right now. <laughs> like I thought they were actually gonna do it, and then they didn't, which I was kind of grateful for because I really liked his character. I thought he was fun and probably the most useful uh, droid that they had in the entire series so far. <laughs> it's true. Um, they got some real bad luck. Bad Batch has bad luck. <laughs> oh God. Um, speaking of bad luck, as it turns out, one of the other Kaminoans that was on world, uh, got off world and onto another planet where they were met by, uh, some people from the empire. Mm-hmm. That was Nalise. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Damn. No ambition shit. Um, and they were like, yeah, the stuff that you know is really going to come in handy, which I feel is really them hinting at the fact that. Uh, the emperor is going to be making clones of himself mm-hmm. and all that weird shit that they let on in, in uh, what is Rise it? of Skywalker. God, that fucking movie. Again, so much potential and so a big letdown. I again credit everyone who worked on the project, love and appreciate all the actors and all that, but oh, that storyline was a little rough. Like, And you can't blame them for it. Like, you can't blame the actors. You can only blame the people oh, that no. didn't set it up properly. Uh, Correct. I, it just it was non cohesive with the things that they had currently set up while also leaving so many big gaps. Um, one thing that I will say about that movie that I really really liked <laughs> was when um, Palpatine was like, "Oh yeah, I will show you my real power," and like shoots that lightning up into the sky. And, like how basey that was for no fucking reason. <laughs> it was so cool. I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, let's see. Cool, big lightning, and then there's like, like. Uh, can you yeah. can can you base boost right there, Matt? Please base boost. Actually, don't do it too bad because we have people that listen and I hate base boosted stuff. It. Uh, let's see what you do. I trust you. Um. Anyways, we're, we're, let's end with Bad Batch right there. Uh, I want to know what you thought about the season finale and where do you want it to go? Um, I think you actually touched up on a lot of the a lot of my thoughts. Um, I. I'm actually pretty excited for the second season. I think that they have a lot of potential to go forward. I agree with you. I think it could very heavily be hinting at Palpatine's clones and or, you know, other potential clones in the future because we don't know what's going to happen in the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I thought it was really engaging, really intriguing. Um, There were definite moments of tension, but also there were the little things that you kind of wanted to see just as a a uh, watcher of like, you know, Crosshair gets a little bit of a redemption, but also is still a dick. Um, you know, the batch gets together, they save the robot. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the second season and see what exactly that brings forward. And all in all, I take back a lot of my comments. It was just a little slow in the beginning. Now, I'm not going to say I take back a lot of my comments. I'm just going to say I take back a few of my comments. The show okay. mostly still was kind of rough, but I'm willing to give it another chance. What first season isn't rough? My favorite, Some of my favorite shows, the first season, is just like, oh, oof, I am only watching this because I have an appreciation. No, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It's just... You know, with with Disney, you expect it to start strong. Yeah. And coming right off the backs of all the Marvel content, not saying it's the same because they're vastly different. One's animated, one's live action, one's Marvel, one's Star Wars. But when you're seeing the caliber of the Disney Plus original shows and then you're kind of getting things where it's a little rough around the edges, it can leave a little to be desired. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. You're just saying it better. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so hey, let's move on to uh, What If. Yes. Talk about a show. I am already, again, speaking of shows that animated, you expect a certain level. This has delivered thus far. Yes, very much so, so far. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really liking what's going on here uh, with the show. I'm going to let you take this one for a minute. Because I need to blow my nose or something. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the first episode, we have um, the introduction of Captain Carter. Um, It's World War II. Steve Rogers is still chosen to become the world's first super soldier. um, But is then wounded by a Hydra spy. So uh, he can't receive the serum. Therefore, Peggy steps in and does what she does and is a bamf. Um, so she gets it and is enhanced, but therefore receives so much sexism and BS, um, from the SSR leader, John Flynn. Uh, and she still continuing to be the badass that she is decides, no, I'm not just going to sit around. Um, they get kind of attacked and she ends up finding the Tesseract and having to take that from Hydra as well. We've got Tony Stark, or not Tony Stark. Oh, God damn it. What the hell is his name? Uh, Anthony? Yeah. No, what? Uh, Howard. Howard Howard Stark. uh. Um, So you've got Howard Stark. He takes the Tesseract that Captain Carter takes from Hydra and creates a weaponized suit for Steve that's known as the Hydra Stomper. Yeah! Uh, which that was fucking badass. <laughs> that whole, oh yeah. Anyways, uh, which apparently can't be destroyed either. Cause that's a whole plot point. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but so they, again, are trying to, uh, both Captain Carter and Steven, the Hydra Stomper decide that they're going to take on Hydra and all their shitty and uh, go and attack one of their trains, to which case it explodes. And Steve seems to just fall to his death until he doesn't (laughs) because they find him when uh, Captain Carter and the whole gang, uh, Bucky and all the other individuals, I can't remember the name of the the actual game, gang, so I'm sorry, guys. Uh, But they decide that they're going to infiltrate the Hydra base. They find Hydra. They see Red Skull. 
who is currently using the Tesseract to uh, open a portal and summer, summon a tentacle monster, because who doesn't want to see that? And <laughs> 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 so, uh, and, and that ends up taking Red Skull out. So, oh my God, so quick. So quick. I was not expecting that random change, but I mean, like, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> It's a horrible character. Mm -hmm. But they obviously have to figure out a way to get rid of this interdimensional being, which means that Captain Carter decides she's going to push it back into the portal, even if it means her own death, because Steve's energy as the Hydro Stomper completely runs out. And she goes through the portal and comes right back out, seemingly 70 years later, where she finds... Nick and Clint, who let her know that, hey, it's been 70 years. We won the war, but uh, welcome back. And that was at least the first episode. So what were your thoughts? Uh, I really liked it. I really liked the episode. Um, when we were watching it in the middle of it where Peggy was just absolutely knocking these fools on their asses, uh, my sister said something that has stuck with me since she said it. She goes, wow, they really wasted Captain America on Steve Rogers when we could have had Peggy Carter. Truly. Oh, my God. Is she so good? She was, yeah, like, like even right off the bat when she was like, like because, you know, you know like how the, uh, the super, serum, super soldier serum works is like it makes whatever you are into like bigger. So she comes out mm -hmm. fucking yoked, right? Yeah. And then she's like out here, like throwing that shield left and right, like knocking these fools' heads off and just being yep. completely relentless, which I was loving every minute of. And then it got even better once the Hydra Stomper came around and like she's flying with it. And I, and there was one scene in the first episode where she's like on the back of the Hydra Stomper and like jumping from plane to plane and fucking those dudes up too. <laughs> I know, that was so fucking badass. That was super rad, but I'm watching it, I'm like, Steve was probably in there like, hey, Peggy, can you calm down a little, please? These guys, <laughs> you're you're really hurting them, and yeah. we need to do the right thing, because that's what Steve does. Yeah. We, uh, oh boy, we need to talk about that tentacle monster, because that might be kind of a big deal. Yes. But we will talk about that in a minute. Uh, you tell me your thoughts here, here, because you just gave me a whole rundown of the episode. Give me, give me your thoughts as well. Uh, my thoughts, I, again, I knew going in, seeing the trailers, when they first announced it, I was going to like this show. And they have completely delivered, um, at least to my expectations thus far. It was really awesome to see Peggy as Captain Carter just kicking ass and taking names because we need more of that. And yeah, I mean, honestly, there was there's so many good aspects of it. I'm really excited to see exactly what's going to happen from her coming through the portal, how that's going to interact with other episodes, because it's already been speculated and pretty much confirmed that she's going to be pretty prevalent in a lot of the other episodes, seemingly. Yeah. Um, just because right now it seems in the first beginning episodes, they're getting the ball rolling and then they're really going to start the multidimensional jumping and... But yeah, super stoked. Already really loving the show. Now, as far as like the people in the show, they brought back like a lot of people for this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Coming back to 
voice each of their characters. You've got Haley Atwell coming back as uh, Peggy Carter. Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Jeremy Rayner as uh, Clint Barton or Hawkeye, for those who uh, don't know. Um, Bradley Whitford as Colonel James Flynn. Oh, my God, I did again. Please read his name. <laughs> okay, so as well, carrying on, we've got Bradley Whitford as Colonel John Flynn. Um, we've got Michael Rooker as Yondu. Ooh, hold on, oh, hold on. wait, that's that's the second episode. Um, Give me back that microphone, you amateur. Let me do this. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Getting all upset. I'm not looking at the episode ones. I'm just looking at the cast. <laughs> oh, see, I thought we were looking at the episodes. Yeah, no, I was uh, not that far ahead. I just... Well, Bradley Whitford is Colonel John Flynn. Look at that. I did it. Uh, Ross Marquand has Johan Schmidt, or Red Skull, who actually replaced in the movies as well. Um, oh, God, what's his name? The guy that originally played Red Skull. He's also... Uh, Agent Smith. Oh, um, that is, oh, had you not said it, I would have been able to tell you, Tan, no. Oh, God. Something, that's the other guy. We are amateurs. amateurs. Hey, listen, you guys know his name. We're just going to let you, uh, let you say it in your head. Not out loud, because we can't hear you. Uh, Sebastian Stan coming back as Bucky Barnes or the Winter Soldier. Toby Jones as Armin Zola. Like, you've got all these great people coming back as their characters, which is just like, Chef's kiss, Swedish chef's kiss, awesome. if you will. Um, it was Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, that's his name. Look at that. You guys said his name loud enough and we could hear it. Oh, Thank man. You. Thank God you, audience. Us. Every one of us. Um, <laughs> I was really stoked with this episode. I'm really excited to see where they go. But like I said uh, just a couple minutes ago, we do need to talk about um, the giant tentacle monster that pulled Peggy in, or I guess Peggy pushed back in. Um, do you, do you know anything about it? I'm not as familiar with a lot of the comic contents. Like, okay, I that's know totally it, fine. But yeah, so, so why don't you tell me your thoughts on it? So from what I am reading and what I am also theorizing, as well as the people who have also said it out loud, um, there is a theory going around that that is a character named Shuma Goroth. Ooh. And Shuma Goroth is like a uh, he's like a Lord of Chaos, basically. That's actually mm-hmm. one of his uh, aliases. He's um, I don't even know how to explain. Him. He's basically a giant tentacled monster that feeds off of energy from different dimensions to survive, and is also said to be the main villain in the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, so if they are setting up. Uh, Shumagoroth as not only like a dimension eater kind of thing in this series as well like if this is our first look at him and then bringing him into the uh, Doctor Strange movies what next year is it? Yeah. That's a really good setup. That's a really easy setup too that they did pretty quickly pretty easily. Um, yeah. <coughs> sorry. Because Doctor Strange is set to come out on March 25th. Yes, yeah, and because we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, multiversal jumping because the movie is called Multiverse of Madness. Um, <laughs> Shocking, the multiverse is really going to be prevalent. Right, who knew this? Um, it, it wouldn't be surprising to see Shumagoroth uh, coming through. I mean, he's an ancient force of chaos, the immortal, nigh-invincible, and godlike ruler of nearly a hundred alternate universes capable of energy projection, shape-shifting, teleportation, levitation, 
alternating reality and sympathetic magic among other many other feats. Uh, he is described as being vastly more powerful than other mighty demonic enemies, such as wow, they, that's a name. S a t a n n i s i s h satanish satanish, hmm. and also uh, because they're mentioning him by name in this article, our good boy Mephisto, um, uh, and is capable of automatically destroying multiple galaxies through aura pressure alone. Like this dude is is a fucking monster. Like if you thought that uh, Dormammu was bad, just you wait. Is because he was, and also this guy is just as bad. Yeah, he's 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 pretty fucky, uh, to say the <laughs> the least. Yes, no, he sounds okay. I'm excited though. Yeah, I, mean, I think back that's a May really and... smart way of like trying to introduce his character again. Yeah, I'm hoping that we do see him again because we are supposed to be seeing uh, Doctor Strange in the uh, the What If series as well. Uh, and if you look at it, like where he's at, it looks like it's like basically lifted exactly from a panel from, or a few panels from when he was in that other dimension with Shuma Goroth back in some comic. I can't remember what year it was. But, um, and also over on Screen Rant, it was reported on May 18th, 2021, that the Doctor Strange 2 villain was rumored to be Shuma Goroth. So if this is the angle that they're playing at, they've got a lot to do. And a big thing to fill, like a big thing to do, but it looks like mm-hmm. it could be cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I think again, I think that'll be really cool, especially if it's already been kind of speculated that he's gonna be coming in. Yeah, um, I'm sold. I'm, yeah, it doesn't take much to sell me on it. Um, I will <laughs> throw my money at Marvel so quick because I am I guess the French would say it a slut for Marvel. Uh, I think that's how they say it. I, I I, knowing you, you didn't have to say for Marvel. Oh, just a Marvel slut? No. Just a slut? Never mind. Yeah. That was where I was going. No slut shame. Cut all this out, Matt. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> that went over like a sack of bricks. <laughs> um, so clunky and... I can't come up with any other words. Anyways, uh, listen, we're going to move on to episode two of What If, which is what if the Ravagers picked up Mm T'Challa instead of uh, Peter Quill? Yep. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? And that was a whole big ordeal. Oh, my goodness. There Uh, was a lot that happened in that episode. There was a lot that happened in this episode. First off, before we get into it, I'm going to go down the list of uh, who is in it. And, oh, hey, that's fun. I didn't know that she was in it. Um, And who played who, I guess? Uh, Do you, are are you ready? Do you have the episode list up on this one? Uh, I I have the list, yes. (laughs) Cool, awesome. So, uh, as usual, Jeffrey Wright, uh, who played uh, Beattie in uh, The Hunger Games, and also that one guy in uh, Westworld, who's Yes, um, Arthur. Was it Arthur? I think it was Arthur. I don't think it was Arthur. Bernard. It was Bernard. Uh, Yeah, but wasn't he also? He was Bernard, but then he was also, um, what's his name, played by the icon himself 
he was like his buddy and that was why he was created as a clown. God, it's been a hot minute since I watched Westworld. Listen, don't watch episode or not episode, that's season three because it's just all garbage. Um, it yeah. feels like it's going somewhere that it does not. But yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh my goodness. I love this guy so much. Um, I know we're going to get back into it right now, I promise. But um, he's playing uh, Commissioner Gordon in the, the Batman movie. Yeah. In the one with... Uh, What's his name? Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Jeffrey Wright is incredible. He is currently, uh, to get back to what if, he's playing the Watcher who narrates and watches. Yeah, he's the one that's like bringing us into this whole multiversal thing, showing us all the different universes. Um, the late, great Chadwick Boseman is playing Star-Lord T'Challa, uh, mm-hmm. which it's it's kind of hard to watch the episode only because it's like, fuck, he's doing a great job even as this, but he's gone yeah but it, um, it just breaks your heart the grief it like really really does um yeah knowing as well this is going to be the last project that he did for them yeah man that sucks yeah karen gillen is back as nebula michael rooker back as yondu as you mentioned earlier because you like to jump the gun um, well yeah speaking of Benicio guns, del toro <laughs> <laughs> uh sean gunn is in as craglin John Canny as T'Chaka, who's T'Challa's dad. Uh, yeah. Josh Brolin as Thanos. Which, we're going to cover that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to cover. Uh, Benicio Del Toro is back as the Collector. Seth Green as Howard the Duck. I already said Sean Gunn, right? Yeah, uh, Jimon yes. Hansu as Korath. Like, you've got all the big hitters back for this uh, episode. And it opens up with... Uh, uh, baby, not baby T'Challa, but like young T'Challa running out into a field and then getting picked up by the Ravagers. And then, you know how like yep. the Guardians of the Galaxy movie opens where he goes and gets that orb? Mm-hmm. Well, he's does that again and is met yep. by uh, Korath. And they're like, listen, you need to drop it. Like exactly how the movie starts. And he's like, oh, there's one other name you might know we find. And Korath is like, who? And then, like, he steps into the light. He's like, oh, my God, it's Star-Lord. Star-Lord. I lost it. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, oh, God. I'm such a big like, fan of your work. Like, yeah, what? that's what I thought. <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I was like, this this is kind of strange to see what happens. But the way that they painted Star-Lord in this series or in this episode was he was more of, like, a philanthropist. And he was out there doing, like, good work instead of just, like, yeah. stealing shit. Like, he went and got this orb so that he could repower one of the, like, a dying star on a planet that was about to die out and, like, kill everyone that was there. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. <laughs> like, he he's such a cool person. Like, like, he keeps, like, the cool cockiness of him and whatnot. But, like, at the same time, it's like... He's not a dick. Yeah. Time. Yeah, he he's not a let dick. Thanos ruin everything. Yeah, like Thanos traced alive. Thanos comes around, uh, which was a total surprise to me, and uh, he did not want to kill everyone because um, uh, Star Lord T'Challa goes and uh, like helps uh, Thanos on his planet of Titan, where he like goes and fixes their econ- uh, economical problems. And is that a word? Economical. Mm-hmm. Cool. There are economical problems and like makes it so that he doesn't feel the need to go and kill every or kill half of the uh, population the whole of the universe. Population. 
<laughs> I loved the whole uh, line in the bar of like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just genocide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, but it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that killed me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I thought it was really, really cool to see like all these characters played as not so much because I don't want to say that they were bad guys in the movies, but like upstanding citizens. Yeah. In in this series, um, they were kind of more anti heroes. Yeah, in, in this, this they were just like straight up heroes. Like they're 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 revered widely, and you know, like people they're well known. They were, like they ended up at a bar at one point, and. Mm-hmm. Because Star Lord T'Challa, uh, you know, saved a certain planet, uh, or not even a certain planet. Star Lord T'Challa made it so that Thanos doesn't lose his shit and go killing people. Uh, Drax's family never died, so Drax is running this bar, mm-hmm. and he's just there, like, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're Star Lord. Let me get a picture with you. Uh, my yeah. wife is gonna love this." And when Which, he mentioned his wife, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. She not dead. Like, he's got his family going and everything. I mean, yeah, he's still. Yeah, because Thanos didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really strange to see. But then, like, later on in the episode, we see that he, uh, Star-Lord, takes the, um, the orb that they got to the Collector, who is, once again, voiced by Benicio Del Toro. Which was so good. But also, he was so ripped. Yeah. I was just very confused. Almost as confused as well as Nebula with hair. <laughs> right? But also, she wasn't tortured and made to have different parts. So, of course, she was more intact. Yeah, so she uh, she didn't want to, you know, kill everyone as she usually does, which is uh-huh. quite nice. Yeah, so they end up taking the uh, the orb to the collector. They're using like Star Lord as a, a diversion that's like inside the uh, the thing where the the orb is at. Yeah, to get the embers of Genesis. Yes, because they're looking for what did you say it was? It's the embers of Genesis, which is a cosmic artifact capable of eradicating galactic hunger. Perfectly said. I couldn't have said it better myself, and I know this because I didn't say it better myself. You said it best. <laughs> they go and like break into there to to get this shit done and to fix it. end world hunger like that's their whole diversion um by seemingly giving up t'challa to the collector tanalier tivan tanalier tivan during that time though t'challa also finds a wakandan spacecraft and that's pretty shocking to him considering yondu at the beginning of the episode gave him the indication that wakanda had in fact been completely destroyed which is why t'challa never went back so finding the ship definitely gave him a bit of a shock and betrayal against yondu but ultimately you know the two worked it out by teaming up to take down tivan um, and escape, as does uh, Thanos and Nebula, who are working together. And that whole scene where Thanos is using the bodies, <laughs> throw yeah. it, like just chucking them, just tossing them left and right. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, they they escape. Uh, T'Challa ultimately forgives Yondu about lying, and they essentially end on that note until there's a minor scene at the very end at a Dairy Queen where Ego, who is returning, uh, has the returning voice of Kurt Russell, comes in to uh, pick up his son, who's working as a janitor. At a Dairy Queen. Who, if you know, his son is Star-Lord, or not Star-Lord, I guess. Peter Quill. Is Peter Quill, yeah. 
And then it ends with uh, the Watcher coming and be like, so this might mean the end of the universe, but that's a story for another time. And end credits. <laughs> also, thank you for carrying me on that because I my brain just flew out the window for some totally reason. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah, that was all bad. I don't know what the issue was there. Anyways, uh, what did you think of the episode, Ida? Give me, give me your thoughts. Again, it hit on all the marks that I really wanted to see. I thought there was some intrigue. It was definitely... Um, really kind of neat to see how the universe is different because we've already kind of seen how it was World War II with the first Avenger creation. But now actually getting into some of the more recent characters and as well some of the work, you know, uh, you're going to have a much clearer understanding of those characters than maybe you would in the first Captain America movie. So seeing those characters, seeing how the changes were made, it just was really neat. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of action, um, great moments, kind of tense moments, um, and it's definitely setting up for a wonderful continuation of this series. So, yeah. What about your thoughts, Hogan? I really liked the episode. Uh, like I said earlier, it was kind of rough to watch because you know that Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, and he once again puts on a great performance. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I did notice about the series, I was looking at the IMDb page, Chadwick Boseman is set to be in four episodes, mm-hmm. which means we are going to be most definitely seeing him as either Black Panther or as Star-Lord T'Challa all over again. Yes. Because and this was just confirmed by me also looking at the, the episode guide of What If on IMDb, they are going to be setting up the Guardians of the Multiverse. Which I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, in episode nine here, by the way, this is like major spoiler territory. Actually, I won't even read it if you don't want to know anything about it, Ida. Um, that's kind of up to you. Uh, I mean, I'm all right with the spoilers, but at the same time, if you feel like it's pretty spoilery for our audience, then we can wait and hold off and discuss it in a later episode. Yeah, you know, because this one seems pretty big. This is uh, uh, me reading it right now. I'm like, fuck, I wish I didn't read this, but it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Just know that they are setting up the Guardians of the Multiverse. Uh, season two is already in the works, and I am excited to see what they do. Well, and then as well, we have a lot of other actors who are slated to be coming back in a lot of different roles. So there's definitely going to be some really interesting episodes that I'm looking forward to in the future. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the next one is uh, what if Loki presented himself to the governments of Earth as king of Asgard using all his diplomacy? <laughs> shit that sounds great and so far the only confirmed cast on that one is once again jeffrey wright you know samuel jackson as nick fury and jeremy rayner as hawkeye i want to see who else comes back well tom hiddleston is for sure coming back as loki and chris hemsworth will also be reprising his role as thor though according to the wikipedia page he he might be coming back as party thor (laughs) oh i love this (laughs) so yeah um but then as well if we're getting into thor territory it's said that natalie portman will also be coming back as jane foster you have kat dennings coming back as darcy and yeah i mean those are at least some of the big confirmed casts in the thor universe that will be returning to the screen in the thorniverse if you will um, I hate it. Get out. <laughs> but I won't. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's your podcast. 
No, no, uh, no. I, well. I didn't mean I was going to get out. I mean, I won't call it the Thorniverse because that's uh, stupid. So, hey, listen, moving on from uh, what if, I guess it's not so much moving on, but. Um, Switching to a different part of Marvel, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson asked Disney, uh, what if I sue you? And it did not turn out well for her. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fantastic, dude. Thank you. Yeah. No, uh, she is not doing too hot with it, even though I will say I think she is well within her right. I think she is doing the right thing in advocating for her own money. Yeah. Um, it's also definitely sparked a whole bunch of other actors and actresses really coming forward and saying, hey, if you're going to stream and make money on the streaming, then we should be getting paid because we would if it was released in the box office. That's perfectly fair it's in their contract but disney basically went and said "Eh, fuck you also we're never working with you again um which that is a really big monopoly of the entertainment industry to no longer be welcome in that's a fucking huge one right like that's a that's a big loss i know it's being reported just recently that they're even thinking of buying out sony at this point so that they can get the rights to spider-man back Mm-hmm. which I love that idea for Spider-Man, but I hate that idea for media because that's just way too many things that they own. Correct. I think there should be a cap on the amount of conglomerates that you can own and take over. Um, and when you take a look at big business as a whole, it's really just a lot of very... A small amount of very big businesses running pretty much everything. And that gets kind of terrifying when you look at it and think about it, especially when they are just a money-making machine and they're just continuing to do so. And the attorney for ScarJo has said, and I quote, it's no secret that Disney is releasing films like Black Widow directly onto Disney Plus to increase subscribers and thereby boost the company's stock price and that it's hiding behind COVID-19 as a pretext to do so. But ignoring the contracts of the artists responsible for the success of its films and furtherance of its short-sighted strategy violates their rights and we look forward to proving as much in court. He also added that this will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney and makes it clear whatever the company may pretend it has a legal obligation to honor its contracts. Um, And her attorney is John Berlinski. And he is completely right. It's just to make more money and not pay the talent. And that's fucked. Which isn't the first time that they've done stuff like this. Uh, Nope. The one thing that we are going to have to cover eventually is... Uh, that article that I actually sent you where they uh, aren't paying uh, the comic creators mm-hmm. as much as they should be when they're making like million and billion dollar movies out here using their work. Yeah. And not giving them the adequate compensation or credit. So yeah, no, it's, it's a really tricky situation. Uh, I'm completely in support of both, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson, of Emma Stone, of Emily Blunt. Um, Those are at least the three big names that I know of that are coming out in order to take Disney on for this lawsuit. So they've got through pretty big names thus far, and I'm sure the list is going to continue rising as more movies continue releasing on Disney+. And you're absolutely right that they are well within their rights of wanting to do this because it wasn't in their contract uh, that they would be 
they're, that what they're putting out would be put on uh, streaming at the same time as well, which is making them lose out on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. My thing is, like, you've got this money. You've got all this money as it is. You're not going to go broke if you're missing out on, like, what, a couple million? Mm-hmm. Um, while it is their money and it is their right to fight for it, uh, it, it seems... In my case, at least, in my in my eyes, it seems a little greedy, but also like it's setting a precedent for uh, what should be done and what's to come next. Yeah. That being said, Disney has already announced that they are cutting their ties with Scarlett Johansson. Yep, completely. At least thus far. Completely. They they were supposed to be doing a uh, Tower of Terror movie with ScarJo as the uh, as the lead, and it it has been canceled. Like all the stuff that they publicly announced that they were going to be doing with her, and even the stuff that they hadn't announced yet uh, has been canceled. At least thus far. I mean, I'm sure that what they're going to end up doing is just recasting and rewriting what they need to. It's a really shitty situation. Um, I hope it goes well. I have no doubts that they're going to very easily be able to prove this case, um, but it is Disney, and so they may still end up settling out of court or something like that. Yeah, because once again, they're a giant freaking money machine, and they can do whatever the hell they want. Yep, (laughs) it does not matter. (laughs) It it really doesn't, and that's... Again, terrifying. terrifying. (laughs) Look at us using the same words. It's like we have ESPN or something. I, Is that the second time I made this joke on this podcast? I think Let me try so. it again. Um, it's like we're connected. Hey, look at it. That's a Marvel joke right there. For those of you that get it, um, which uh, I'm not thinking it's going to be a whole lot of people. Uh, okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. Anyways, you know who else is sorry? Uh, it's the Eternals uh, because they weren't around when we needed them. Those fuckers. And now the world is ending. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God. So the new Eternals trailer movie. Or, wow. <laughs> the new Eternals movie trailer came out. The final one before release. The final one. Yeah. And look at that. We don't have a uh, Spider-Man trailer yet. Which, by the way, we've moved on to Trailer Tracker, that segment that I've started last episode um yeah so again let's put this into context spider-man comes out december 17th eternals comes out november 5th that is basically a month's difference and we have had two trailers for eternals and not even so much as a teaser for spider-man and i'm not still even, pissed not even a teaser like like just show us a little leg or something <laughs> oh that was rough yeah, I know. So the trailer for Eternals came out, and I think it looks fantastic. Oh, it totally does. Uh, um, yeah, go off. Let, let, let's hear you go off, girl. Yeah, okay. So honestly, it looks super exciting. Uh, we kind of get the understanding from this next trailer that what is happening um, when the population suddenly vanished and then five years later came back back it sent out enough energy into the world to ignite what is called the emergence who 
it uh, causes the Eternals now to have to reunite and protect humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. I think that the cast is freaking phenomenal. Um, we've got Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harington, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Najani. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on of just incredible heavy hitters after incredible heavy hitters. Um, it definitely looks like it's going to be action-packed. I think there's going to be some elements of horror. Uh, yeah, I'm so down for this movie. Uh, I'm really excited to see where this movie goes. Um, yeah. Even in the trailer, they, they asked, like, why didn't you guys do anything? Like, when Thanos was here, when we needed you guys for for this big shit that was going on, and they were like, we were told not to help. Mm-hmm. We were told that we couldn't do anything. And they're like, who said that to you? And then it shows this giant fucking celestial. Like, this dude is massive. Massive. Um, which he gave me mad uh, Galactus vibes. Mm-hmm. Which, for sure, for sure, yeah. You know how I feel about Galactus. <laughs> um, I love him, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I love Galactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with this movie. Oh, my God. I, I've... I'm still completely out of words. I don't know why my brain isn't working today. No, it's totally fine. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be taking place pretty shortly after the population is returned and Thanos and the whole battle happens. So, I mean, I'm saying it's real close timeline. I'm really excited to see exactly how it sets up for more of Phase 4. Dude, this is going to be such a good film. Like, I have no doubts that this is going to just be... Stellar. Stellar? Almost. More like interstellar. interstellar. I don't yeah. know. Is that the noise that they make in Interstellar? I've never seen that movie. <laughs> nope. It actually was a, a, a fun movie. Um, but yes, it's a lot of the, the drones. Yeah, I think I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it looks like it's going to have a good uh, good amount of humor in it. Uh, I was looking and someone, some article I saw. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't people just let him die in peace? Uh, the headline is, Eternals trailer blames Tony Stark for awakening the deviants. Just let the man rest. Why is he being brought into this again? Like, guys, I miss him too. But, like, let him be dead. Please. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they got to throw him under the bus somehow. Like, who else is going to be the scapegoat? Don't throw him under the bus. Just throw him back in the grave. Damn. Well, I mean, or throw him under a planet. Oh, fuck. Shit, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think there's going to be a really good mixture of humor, but also still be rather serious um the final trailer scene where he's like what's this made out of probably vibranium and fucking breaks the table <laughs> and then yes. he goes fall collection from ikea <laughs> okay so tell me like why when he broke the table and he was like oh it's probably vibranium then he breaks the table i was looking i was like motherfucker that's from ikea yeah <laughs> i bet you he's about to say that's from ikea and then he said i was like cool i'm psychic i didn't know this I have superpowers now. <laughs> Listen, I'm really excited for this movie. I'm really excited to see what they do. It looks like it's going to have a bit of an emotional side to it. Yes. 
So one thing that the guys over at uh, at Nerdist pointed out was there's a scene where it looks like an atom bomb went off. Like there's like a giant mushroom cloud. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is me talking about like how it looks like there's going to be like a good emotional aspect to it. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Fastest, is known to be the, uh, not the creator, but like the more of the uh, creative type in the group of uh, the Eternals. Um, mm-hmm. They showed that and then like the next picture that they showed was him kind of like crying in some rubble it looked like mm-hmm. and so they're theorizing that what if he played a part in the creation of the atom bomb and he was seeing what he had done to uh to nagasaki dang oh yeah i just got chills oh man that- like if they if they do that you know he's gonna feel like shit of course he is yeah like how can you not oh fuck yeah exactly well not only that because uh, if you really think about it as well it's it, it's one of those things where like they weren't supposed to interfere with anything and him just being like oh yeah this little thing caused so much death and so much destruction mm-hmm. that it, he was he's like you're obviously gonna feel bad about it but that being said that is just a theory for now um i don't know where they're gonna go with this movie i'm really excited to see what they do final thoughts on it yeah uh it's a lot of the same reiteration i think it's gonna be really interesting um i'm really excited to see these characters how they're played out it seems like the chemistry is gonna be super great based just on the the trailers all of the actors are again heavy i think this is again just another testament that marvel is on it's a snowball it's just picking up speed and picking up traction and just consistently knocking them out of the park um, so before we uh, end this episode, uh, like we did in the last episode, we're going to we're going to jump into uh, No Way Home Watch or whatever I called it last time because uh, consistency isn't key for me, I guess. I I I I actually have someone that I'm going to ask to see if the trailer's out yet. So let's see let's see how this turns out. Hey Lex. Yeah. Hey, is the uh, is the Spider Man No Way Home trailer out yet? And there you have it, folks. This trailer is still not out. Marvel, Marvel, Disney. Listen, I love you guys. This is like the worst foreplay ever. Just give us the shit already. Yeah. Hello to you, Geekly Bi-Weekly listener. You're hearing the voice of someone you cherish very much in your personal life. I'm sure you recognized my voice within seconds. This was recorded on Friday when the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was still lost in the forest. Somewhere but has since emerged and swallowed the internet in its entirety. Should you fancy young adults who share certain characteristics with a spider, consider checking it out on one of your screens. I'm sure there's a screen within arm's reach of you. That's your ticket to take an exclusive sneak deep sneak at Marvel's latest masterpiece. Go on. Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, dude, just give us a trailer, please. Also, I know you can't hear us. Because we're just a tiny little podcast for now. Teeny tiny podcast. But uh, give us some time. We'll, we'll, we'll be there. We're going to get invited to a premiere eventually. We are starting to get a little bit of traction. At a least little bit around. of steam. Yeah. So, you know uh, why? Because I talk about it at work all the time. I will be doing the same when I get my new job. That <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. When you get this job. Yeah. I'm excited for this. 
share us, like, comment, subscribe, leave us a review. Tell Uh, your friends. Tell your friends. We really, again, to those of us, uh, to those of us, no, to those of you who reach (laughs) out to us on our Instagram, we really appreciate it and uh, enjoy chatting with you, even if it's sometimes not always super in-depth. But, like, we really we just we want this podcast to succeed and you guys are absolutely a part of that exactly because we want to succeed for you so we want thank to succeed you with you yeah uh thank you all for again listening to another episode with us we appreciate you yeah we, uh, we thank you we thank, thank you oh my gosh we can't thank you guys enough anyways um like like, like ida was saying this brings us to the end of the podcast but we really do appreciate you guys tuning in for another one. Hey, Matt, uh, five seconds for uh, advice. Go. Hello. Yes, this is me, Matt. Definitely not a robot. Haha. Ha. Why would you even imply such a thing? Matt is definitely still alive. Back to you in the studio, Hogan and Ida. Wow, that was super insightful or terrifying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you said because <laughs> you're not here with us. Um, not like you're dead or something. Like you're, you're just. Anyways. Uh, what about you? Uh, you've got three seconds for advice. Go. Be kind to yourself. Damn it, you're taking the stuff that I say at the end. All right, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But also, sometimes it needs to really be reiterated. Do something for yourself as well. Not just be kind to yourself. Do something for yourself simply for you. Whether it's tonight or tomorrow or tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. So, guys, check it out. Uh, when you turn off this podcast, do me a huge favor. While you're being kind to others, make sure that you are kind to yourself because if you're going through something, you deserve it. If you're not going through something, guess what? You still deserve to be kind to yourself. Uh, love one another. Be cool. Be good. Stay golden, pony boy. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been, as usual, the most fun I've had uh, all, mm-hmm. all week. I love this. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, and we will see you next time on uh, Beakly Guy Week. Or what is it called? <laughs> Geekly Bi Weekly. That's the name of the podcast. There we go. Okay, bye. Bye. It was tough to watch because of, oh, God. (coughs) Oh, my God. Wow. That was so much snot.